today, y'all, part three of Gather, Grow, and Go. And I just want to ask first before we begin, are you guys ready to, to get into God's Word? Are you ready to glean from God's Word? Because this is, this is the foundation of our life. This is the foundation of our spiritual life. We're in a series called Gather, Grow, and Go, where we're looking at the Gospel of Matthew, looking at the teachings of Jesus uh, as it pertains to our Christian life. And today I'm going to read you a passage that you'll be familiar with, but I, want to, I really want to press into this passage today because I feel that this passage, if you will really embrace it, uh, will help to stabilize your life in the midst of very difficult times. So let me, let me read the passage. We're going to read it, and then I'm going to start breaking it out little by little. It's in Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, and it says this. This is Jesus speaking. He says, everybody who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Everybody say the rock. On the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet, it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. But, he said, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. Somebody say sand. sand. And the rain came down, streams rose, the wind blew, beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. In the Greek, it says a mega crash, mega. It fell with a great crash. Today, I want to speak for the next few moments on the topic, how to weatherproof your life. How to weatherproof your life. Let's take a moment. Let's bow our hearts. Let's still our minds. Let's absorb the word of God today. Father, we thank you for this moment, this holy moment where we gather. We open our souls, our minds, our hearts to you. Father, I pray that we would eliminate distractions from our mind, eliminate the distractions from the week, from the day, from whatever's going on in our life, and help us for the next 25, 30 minutes to lean in to what you have to say to us. Lean all the way in, Lord God, so that our, our house may be built on a firm foundation. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. So in March of 2013, in Tampa, Florida, a man was sleeping in his bed in his house when suddenly a huge, massive sinkhole opened up underneath his house, and the man's house and almost entirely went down into the sinkhole. The man was never recovered. Uh, the, 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 the entire structure just collapsed, and there was a little bit of debris left. They ended up having to level it. And this man uh, uh, disappeared down into this sinkhole. Now, when the geologists came to, to analyze what had happened, what they said is that there was a, a, a limestone bedrock underneath the house, and the acidic groundwater had eaten away at that limestone bedrock, causing voids to form in the foundation underneath the house. And because there were voids and the sediment had been washed away, the, 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 the underlying bedrock was no longer firm enough to hold up the house, and under the weight of the house, it collapsed. The entire structure went down. 
Now, what Jesus is saying when he's teaching us this, uh, this parable, he's saying, your life is like a house. Your life is like a house. And your life is built on a foundation. What kind of foundation is your house built on? That's what he's, he's asking. He says, if you do what I say, if you listen to what I say and you put it into practice, your house is going to be built on a, on a firm foundation. But if you hear my words and, and, and you ignore them and you do not put them into practice, then your life will collapse. The, 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 the foundation, the groundwork below you will fall apart. If you want to dial in Jesus' entire teaching here, the core of what he's saying here, he's saying the stability of your life is not determined by the strength of the storm, but by the firmness of your foundation. This is the core teaching that Jesus is bringing us today. He said the strength of your life and the stability of your life is not contingent upon the storms, the strength of the storms that you face, is contingent and determined by the firmness of your foundation. Now, I want you to notice something. He's literally saying all of us are going to experience storms, y'all. All of us. He said it rains on the just and the unjust. It rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. It rains on the foolish and the wise. All of us are going to experience storms. Some of y'all are in storms right now. Some of you are right in the midst of a storm right now. All of us are going to experience hardship. We're going to experience disease. We're going to ex- experience pain. We're going to experience the loss of people we love. We're going to experience disappointment. We're going to experience betrayal. We're going to, we're going to experience heartbreak. We're going to experience mistreatment. It, like, like, like you're going to get hit with stuff throughout your life. All of us, no matter how righteous or unrighteous, how just or unjust, how wise or foolish you are, you're going to experience Storms. In fact, I want you to notice this in the passage. Jesus actually uses the exact same words to, des- to describe the storm or the circumstances that the wise man and the foolish man both face. In, in verse 25, he says, The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, and beat against that house. That's the same phrase that he uses for the wise man and the foolish. What's interesting, that, that phrase, beat against the house, it's a Greek word. Pros- the, the word is prospipto which means beat against, rush violently upon, or slam against. He's literally saying, you're going to get hit with some stuff that you weren't expecting. I remember the first time I played hockey. I moved to St. Louis, and there, I moved into a neighborhood where the kids all played hockey. I had never played hockey before. I'd never, I don't think I'd ever watched hockey on TV. I, just, I didn't know anything about hockey. I didn't know. So I, just, I knew you were supposed to put the puck in the net. I didn't know you could just run up and just slam up against somebody. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was in the rule book. So I'm just coming down the driveway with my little hockey stick, and this dude, Brian, I'm not going to say his last name, uh, <laughs> over here in Bridgeton, uh, uh, comes over and out of nowhere just body checks me, and I'm, I go flying through the neighborhood, y'all. I'm like, what game is this? I didn't know that you could do this. That's what Jesus is saying. It's like there's going to be stuff that comes against you that's going to body check you. You're going to get hip checked. In life, you're going to get hit with stuff that you were not expecting. Stuff is going to, you're, you're, you're going to experience hardship. In fact, if, if it's not clear, Jesus in another passage in John 16, he says, in this world, you're going to have trouble. I promise you. I guarantee you. 
Some of you haven't had enough trouble yet, so you're, you're, you're sitting here going, well, I don't know. My life's pretty good. Just wait till Brian from Bridgeton comes over and hip checks you in life. You're going to get hit with stuff. In this world, you will have trouble, but then I love what he says. But take heart because I have overcome the world. There's a way to withstand the struggle, the storm, the hardship, the difficult. There's a way to withstand it. There's a way to overcome it. He's saying that following me, following Jesus doesn't prevent you from experiencing the storm. It protects you from getting swallowed by the storm. You're going to get hit. You're going to experience stuff. You're going to get a call from a doctor one day that you don't want to hear. You're going to, you, some of you will get a call from the police department, and you don't want to hear that call. Some of you are going to get, get a call from a friend or, or a family member or the, or, the, or the spouse of a friend or a family. You're going to get a call that you weren't expecting. And the question is not are you going to get the call. The question is are you going to be able to withstand the call? Are you going to get swallowed up by the circumstances? Or are you going to stand firm? Now, I don't know about you, but knowing that I'm going to get hip checked, knowing that I'm going to get hit with some storms, I want to be like the wise man. I don't want my life to fold when I get hit with hard stuff. I don't want my life to crumble. I don't want my life to fall apart. I don't want my life to drop into a sinkhole. And I'm assuming if you're here today, you're like me. You, you know you're going to get hit with stuff, but you want to stand firm. So Jesus tells us in this parable, how do we stand firm? Notice what he says in verse 24. He says, everybody who hears these words of mine and does what? Puts them into practice. If you put them into practice, you'll be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Conversely, everyone who hears these words of mine, he says in the next verse, and does not put them into practice your house will be built on a sand, on the sand. Notice, if you look at the, the parallel of this, of this story is so rich because he uses the exact same words over and over and over. The only distinction is did practice, didn't practice in the description. The only difference between the wise man and the fool is whether they practiced what Jesus preached. That's the only difference. So today, I want to I provide you with a blueprint how do we practice what Jesus preached? How, how, do we, how do we actually do what he said? How do we weatherproof our life? How do we put our life on a firm foundation? Now, you know what Jesus said. You, you, like, we could go back, when, when, he, when he gave this parable, he gives it, it's, it's written in Matthew chapter 7, and in Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 6, he preaches a long sermon called the Sermon on the Mount, and he gives you a lot of stuff. And, and at the end of it, this is when he uses the parable and says, hey, if you heard these words, right, and you put them into practice, then you're going to live a life that's on a firm foundation. Now, I'm not going to go back and preach his whole sermon. It's a pretty long sermon, actually. Pretty, pretty long sermon. But it was Jesus, so he can preach as long as he wants to preach on. Uh, but in that sermon, he, he, he talks about what he's calling us to do and what he's calling us to be. And he, he's calling us to love God with our heart, soul, mind, strength. He's calling us to love our neighbor as ourselves. He's calling us to avoid temptation. He's calling us to avoid the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. He's calling us to sacrifice. He's calling us to take up our cross and follow him. He's calling us to submit every aspect of our life to him. Our time, our talent, our treasure, our heart, our words, our minds, our thoughts. He's, he's saying, I want everything, right? 
And then he's saying, if you put this into practice, you'll have a firm foundation. So what I want to do is I want to give us a blueprint today of how do we practice what Jesus preached? How do we weatherproof our life? I'm going to start with this. Number one is we practice consistently. We practice consistently. How do we practice? We practice consistently. There's a a woman in our church down at Shaw Campus. Her name is Shannon Durio. Some of you may know Shannon. And I saw Shannon last week, and Shannon is training y'all for a marathon. She's going to run a marathon in two weeks in California. She has been training for a year. She started training a year ago. I said, so what is your process? What is your process for training? And it's very interesting because, you know, somebody who's foolish might say, well, what I do is I get up the first day I decide to run a marathon and I go run 26 miles to make sure that I can run the marathon. Well, guess what? If you do that, you're going to end up in the hospital. You're never going to run a marathon again. You're going to be messed up. But what she said is, no, we started, she said, we started two miles a day, but we did it five days a week. And so we started small. She said, I hired a coach. These are all spiritual principles that you can apply to your life. She said, I hired a coach that could coach me on how to do it. And then I consistently began to run two miles a day, slowly. I I just ran two miles, and then I worked up to three, and then I worked up to five, and then I worked up to ten, but it was consistent. She said, in in the course of of the last year, I've only missed six workouts, that, that, what that means is there's, there's consistency and there's grace, right? Because if you do it every day and then you miss one and then you shame yourself and condemn yourself and you say, well, I already missed it. I'm not going to get up the next day, right? Then you've, you've fallen off the race. But if you say, no, I'm gonna, I, I missed a day, but I'm going to keep getting up. And, and she had a coach that was encouraging her. Some of y'all need a coach in your life. You need some people in your life to say, hey, you're doing all right. Come on, let's go. Let's pick it back up, right? At the, end of, at the end of the day, there's a picture of her at, at, the 47th, uh, at the 40, her 47th uh, week of training. That's Shannon. And in two weeks, she's going to run uh, 26 miles. But, the way, but the, way, the way it works is consistency. Consistency is the key to progress. You, you don't go out on a sprint, y'all. How do, how do we follow the, the teachings of Jesus? Well, we just get up every day and do it again. And when we fail, we get back up. We reach out to somebody that loves us. We get a coach in our life. We get some people in our life that love us. And we get up and we do it again. We keep going. In other words, you can write this down. Followers of Jesus do consistently what fans do occasionally. Followers do every day what fans do every once in a while. Right? I'm a fan of marathons. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'll be on the sideline if, at, at the... At the at a marathon, and I'll be like, way to go, y'all, right? And, and you ever do this where, like, you see somebody doing something, and then, like, you feel like you can do it? Does anybody ever do that? Like, if you ever go to a movie where there's, like, karate in the movie, and you come out of the movie theater, and you're just friggin' ready to <laughs> chop some stuff up, you know what I mean? But don't pick a fight with somebody, you know, because you haven't been doing consistently what they've been, what they've been doing consistently. You've been doing it occasionally, Right? We, we, if we're going to follow Jesus, if we're going to practice what he preaches, we're going to build our life on a firm foundation. We need to do consistently, consistently what others do occasionally. That's, that's how it works. So in February, February 14th, we're going to launch 40 days of prayer and fasting. 40 days of prayer and fasting. 
The reason we want to do this and the reason we do this as a church community is that we want to build in some habits. We want to build in some practices. We want to build in some daily disciplines that are going to help us pursue Jesus. We, want, we, don't, we don't want to come out of the gate hard and strong. I'm going to preach next week on the parable of the sower. And some people, they come out strong. They come out of the gate strong. They're ready to sprint. But then they don't have the depth, and so they don't keep going. We don't want to be like that person, right? So what we want to do in February, February 14th, we're going to launch 40 days of prayer and fasting. We'll get you a lot of information about that. But let me just tell you, getting consistent in your spiritual life is going to help you build a firm foundation. You don't have to bite it all off at once. You don't have to be a, a spiritual hero out of the gate, okay? But doing consistently, the, the, the basic discipline, some daily silence and solitude, weekly Sabbath, serving monthly, getting a, t- getting a time where you're, where you're serving and pouring yourself out, sacrifice, like these practices, these disciplines will help to build your foundation so that when the hard things come, which they will, you will be strong. So that's number one. We practice, we practice consistently. Number two is we practice comprehensively. Meaning we don't just practice in one area of our life. We apply the teachings of Jesus to all the areas of our life. Because if we only apply the teachings of Jesus to a few areas of our life, the other areas of our life, the other areas of our foundation will be weak. And they'll crumble. Some of you may remember this last uh, summer, there was a, a submarine that imploded. It was called the Titan. Some of you remember reading this story. And it was a tragic situation um, because this was sort of a recreational submarine where the, the, the designer of the submarine would take people down and they would go down and look at the Titanic. They would look at the wreck of the Titanic on the bottom of the ocean floor. And it was, you know, it's just pretty interesting. But the, the problem was it wasn't built correctly. It wasn't engineered correctly. Most of the time, when somebody builds a submarine, they build it out of like titanium, hard steel and titanium. So there's a consistency to the strength of the hull. Every, everywhere around the hull, it's the same kind of strength and the same level of strength. This particular submarine, they wanted to try to innovate, and so they used some titanium, but then they also used carbon fibers. And so there were some strong parts of the hull, but then there were some weak parts. Well, guess what? The whole hole doesn't have to be weak. There only needs to be one weak spot. And if there's one weak spot, it's not going to withstand the pressure. The whole thing will implode if there's one weak spot. It's, it's the same with your life. If, if you've built up, follow Jesus in five out of ten of the areas of your life, then you've got a, a half of a firm foundation. But the other, the other half of your foundation is weak. If you notice, you don't need the whole foundation to be weak for the house to fall in. You don't need the whole foundation to be, to be compromised for the house to crumble. You just need a part of it to be, to, be, to be weak. If a part of it is weak, the whole thing comes apart. Following, following Jesus is, is like this. You are only as strong as your weakest commitment. You're only as strong as your, as your weakest commitment. If there's a part of your commitment to Jesus that is weak, that's the part that is going to compromise the foundation of your life. If you, if you notice, if you, if you look at, at, at friends, let's just say you have a friend or a colleague or a family member whose life implodes. And we all know people like this or a spiritual leader on, on, you know, in the public eye whose life implodes. 
it usually isn't the case that their entire foundation was busted. It's usually that they had one fatal flaw. One compromised aspect of their foundation crumbled, and that caused the entire house to crumble. Are you all with me this morning? Because Jesus is saying we don't just do it consistently. We do it comprehensively. He he said this in uh, Matthew 22. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, right? All your soul, all your mind. Is Jesus in charge of your eyes? Have you submitted those to him? Is is he in charge of your wallet? Is he in charge of your DMs, y'all? Is Jesus in charge of your attitude? Like, Like what part of your foundation do you need to go, okay, this needs some shoring up? Your honesty? Your heart? What part of your soul, your mind, your foundation needs to be submitted to God this morning? Am I in somebody's business this morning? Am I? Okay. <laughs> Praise God. At Shaw, they're 100% righteous down there. So they're not even, they're just enjoying this sermon today. Uh, so, so it's comprehensive. It's, it's consistent. It's comprehensive. The third way in this blueprint is that we practice continuously. In other words, we don't, we never stop building our foundation. This is, the, this is actually, this is a grace thing. This is a beautiful thing right here. Because if you were building a foundation of a house, it's a once and done. If it was strong when you built it, it'll be strong. If it was weak when you built it, it's going to fall apart. That's the difference between the, the allegory, the parable, and our life. We get to keep building that foundation. And if we have stopped building that foundation... And if our foundation is compromised, or if our life has already fallen apart, which is why some people come to church, they come to church after the collapse. If that's you, welcome. Welcome to rebuilding.com, right? This is is where you start to rebuild that that foundation. When when my family and I were uh, traveling on vacation last summer, a couple summers ago, we were driving south down to Florida, and we, we noticed these houses that were these construction sites that were being built and then they had been abandoned. So, so somebody started and then they stopped, right? Here's the great thing. Somebody could go back there and keep building on that, on that, on that house, right? If the foundation had, it was strong. If the foundation wasn't strong, then they're gonna need to start rebuilding that foundation. Your life is like a house and, and your house is in a continual state of rebuilding. Your, your house is in a, con- a conti- your foundation is a continual state of shoring up. And this works both ways. Because let's say you've been following Jesus and you've got a firm foundation under you, but then you stop practicing what Jesus taught. Well, then your foundation begins to crumble. If your foundation is already crumbled, and if, you're, if your foundation is already compromised, the great news is you can start to rebuild that foundation today. Following Jesus is not a one-time choice. It's a daily decision. It's a daily decision. So what we're going to do, y'all, is we're going to start building that foundation. We're going to, if we've, if we've fallen off, we're going to start rebuilding today. If we've, if, we've taken a, if we've taken a hiatus, some of y'all are just coming back to church. You haven't been to church for a long time, and, and, and things got compromised. Your life got messed up, and now you're saying, I need to get back there. I need to get back and start hearing, not only hearing the words of Jesus, but I want to start practicing them. 
This is your day to begin to do that. By the way, can I just welcome all of the students who are coming back into town? Y'all, come, come back on a, on a Rebuild That Foundation Sunday. My question, I'm going to close with this. I have two questions. My first question is this. What area of your life is not completely submitted to Christ? Don't, a- don't answer that out loud. Thank you. All right? What area of your life, what area of your foundation is compromised? What part of, of, what, what part of your life is not submitted to Jesus? Because that's the carbon fiber of your hull. That's the, that's the porous limestone of your foundation. Whatever that part is, that needs to be submitted to Jesus today, y'all. And only you can do that. So the second question is, will you commit today to submitting that particular area of your life to Christ? Will you make that commitment today? Because if you'll make that commitment, Christ will help you rebuild that foundation. He doesn't want you to mega crash. His whole teaching is to is to help you withstand the storms. When you face the hardship, when you face the pain, when you face the struggle, his whole desire is to rebuild you, to strengthen you, to empower you. In a few moments, the worship team is going to sing, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. Because he'll never let me down. He's never going to let me down. He's faithful through generations. Why would he fail now? He won't. He won't fail. I'm not going to sing it, but he ain't going to fail you. I want to challenge you today church I want to draw you in I want to draw you in it's it's the beginning of 2024 you're going to face storms you're going to face hardships you're going to face difficulties you're going to face pain you're going to face stuff in 2024 it's going to happen but your life doesn't have to crumble you can be built on the firm foundation you know Jesus Jesus is our firm foundation at the end of the day Jesus is there to strengthen us and support us and empower us and encourage us And when we fail, when we miss our workout day on the marathon of our life, we've got Jesus saying, hey, it's all right. I'm going to forgive you. Come on. Let's get back up. Let's get back on the path. I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to shame you. Let's get back up on the path. Let's keep building that firm foundation. I want you today, I'm going to ask you today in your heart to commit some aspect of your life. For some of you, for some of you, you have no foundation in Jesus. Like you're here today and going, I don't know if I followed, I don't think I followed Jesus at all. I'm not even sure if I believe in Jesus. Can I, can I invite you today <laughs> to put a foundation under your life that will, keep you, uh, that will keep you solid and stable for the rest of your life? Can I just invite you to that today? Those of you, some of you have, have kind of been like the person who started to build a house and then, and then stopped. Can I just challenge you to start rebuilding today? And some of you have a partial firm foundation, but there's some aspects of your life that need to be shored up. Let me invite you to submit those to Christ today. Would you bow your head as we close? 
God, you are with us this morning. Your, your presence is here. Your Holy Spirit is here. There are people here, Lord God, many of us, who as we hear this sermon, we know there are parts of our foundation that are weak, that are unstable, that are porous. We know there are voids in our foundation that have not been submitted to you. All of us. And today I pray, Lord God, that each of us would make a renewed commitment to submit our life to you, to build our life on the firm foundation of your truth. Let us live, Lord God, in, in, a, in a way that is honoring and pleasing to you. Let us build our house on you. Let us be like wise men and women and build our house on the rock. For those who have already collapsed, for those whose house is currently sinking, Lord, I pray that you would reach out with your, with your righteous hand and help them to rebuild and strengthen them and fortify them and let them know, Lord God, they don't, have to, they don't have to fall apart in the storm of life. They can follow you. They can rebuild, and you're there with them. Your Holy Spirit is here. Your grace is sufficient. We confess our sins. You are faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And I pray, Lord God, that even in this moment, those who are struggling, those who are falling apart, would, would put their faith on you, would put their trust in you, and would build their house on the rock. Father, we love you. We thank you for this day. We honor you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said, amen. amen.